Welcome to another episode of Tackling a New Kingdom. I am your host, Tank Johnson. And that's the funny thing about today's episode. I wouldn't be Tank Johnson without my guest today. The man who gave me my namesake way back at Evergreen State College. But he was the veteran who took me under his wing in my at the beginning of my collegiate career. He was an all Pac-10 performer. 2002, the third pick in the fifth round to the Cleveland Browns, but he never made it to camp. And today you'll find out why. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce my big brother, my great friend, Jeremiah Farms. JP, what's up, brother? Salute and blessings, brethren. You know, everything is blessed. And I just want to say, man, it is, man, it's a beautiful thing seeing you do what you do and how you doing. Straight I, up. I <laughs> yes. love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, listen, I, you know, I believe that adversity should not erase uh, your accolades and all the great things you've done. You were a captain of, of a Rose Bowl winning defense. Highest honor. You were a, you are a all, all pack 10 performer. And and you were drafted. And so, you know, in as Husky legends go, Peter, you are one of the Mount Rushmore legends of Husky football. And so I just wanted to give you your flowers. God bless Husky football. That's it. Okay. Yeah, tell me. Yes, right. sir. Me. What, what good is a dog if it don't bite? <laughs> what good is a dog if it don't bite? Yeah, right. So on my show, we tackle things in three buckets. We tackle something current, we tackle something real, and we tackle something controversial. And today, in tackling something current, I want to talk about Hammer Sports, uh, the organization that you put together in California uh, for students to learn and alternative ways to learn. Can you tell me about Hammer Sports and why you started it? Oh man! Well, first of all, I have a I have a daughter named Mia Moore Farms, man Ariel Mia Moore Farms, and she's ten years old now, and we get prepared for her to turn eleven. But uh, um, she she can she has a she special needs. She special needs. She has a trach. She has a G two. She has seizures and everything like that. So. Me having having a solid foundation in faith, I understand that God doesn't make no mistakes. And what I've seen her do, I've seen her hold the family together. I'm I've seen my my children are certified, right? Like certified nurses compared to, you know, what I mean, what they do on a daily basis, and it's natural for them. And uh, because of we had to be so hands on. We decided to, the best way for our school, I mean, for our children to have schooling was to homeschool them. Because we were always, me and my wife was always together with our child and always there all the time. So we need to have not only for hammers, I want for families to have children like my daughter, I want the parents to be able to have some, I don't want to say free time, but 
I want them to be able to have some alone time. I want them to be able to have some time that they can regather. Every now and then in life, we need to take some time to regather, muster up our strength, and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I want hammer. I want hammers that to be a spot. You feel me for the parents to be able to do that, and in doing so, I want the special needs children to be able to be dropped off at hammers for a few hours, and while they're there. No matter what the level of their special needs is, whether it's severe like my daughter's or whether it's minor, you know, like like a child that is really can really be a scholar, but because of the situation or his learning experience or the ways that he learns best, it might be a little different than what everybody's normally used to. But at Hammers, I want to be able to take the time and find each individual way for the kids to learn, man. And that takes time and effort. And it hammers this. We're going to give them time and effort. No, listen, um, you know, I remember the first calls about it and 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 just a, a friend who's a parent who is trying to find a solution uh, for for parents with special needs children uh, who needs, you know, who maybe learn in, in a little different in a different capacity and to see that you are at the forefront on the front line of trying to find that alternative education. Um, it's just, you know, I think it's just a wonderful thing. So, so tell me the biggest challenges uh, for trying to find and create alternative education in your community. What are the biggest challenges you have so far? Uh, you know, the biggest challenges so far, you know, is for one is financial and we're going to, you know, the economical way, we're going we're gonna to take care of that. And because we believe in calling on people with good heart and, and, and beautiful care in their system. So I believe it takes a village to raise a child. So we're going to get the village together. Yeah. And one of the other things is time. Because the most, the most troubling thing sometimes is when you have one special needs child, it's, it's hard to have time to balance everything, especially when you have multiple children. Right. So we, we got to make decisions, me and my wife make decisions on who goes to the game and who stays home. Or is it too cold for my daughter out here? Or is it too hot for her out here? So who's going to stay home? Who's going to go? So, so that's that's one of the things of me understanding. Until I got into the situation, I didn't really understand exactly how, how detrimental the death special needs children can be and how yeah. you know the time and effort has caused us to homeschool homeschool my other children. So yeah. no, well, yeah. li well, listen. Um, you know, I've seen it on social media. I've seen all the great Huskies, uh, Tony Parrish, and and all the guys supporting you. Uh, where can the tackling a new kingdom fans? go to support this cause where can they go and where can they find you at okay so you can donate a sudden impact because we are trying to make a sudden impact in these children's lives we don't have time to wait and a lot of these children don't have time to time to wait so we need it now they need support now they need guidance now so we are looking for finances right now because we are looking to open up this hundred yard indoor football facility where a kid, for one, before they even get their training, because none of our kids are going to be leading the league and rushing and failing their math class. 
So we want the kids to be able to drop off, be dropped off at Hammers as we get some sprinter fans to pick them up from school at 233, drop them off at Hammers. They get their tutoring first at Hammers and get their schooling done. And then they get their training done. So by six o'clock, they're finished and they can finally have some family time again in America. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, listen, um, the Tackling a New Kingdom family would love to support and we will pledge $500 um, to the cause. And if anyone would like to uh, make a donation, it's suddenimpact.org. Um, that's suddenimpact.org. So, uh, salute and blessings. Thank salute you, and blessings. JP, and that is that's gonna be tackling something current, moving along to tackling something real. Okay, uh, your program it get real, <laughs> it get real, it get real sometimes. Yeah, it's a it's about to get real, Pete. It's about to get. Always, you feel me? Turn it, turn it up. You feel me? Let's do it. Um, listen, in tackling something real, uh, I I want to talk about the story of Jeremiah Farms, right? Like I said before, like the the good, the adversity that you went through doesn't erase the good that you've done. So I wanna talk about all the way back when you chose the University of Washington um, out of Sacramento. JP, what made you choose the University of Washington? I mean, I'm a family person. I'm a family person, man. And uh, at the time, my uncle, Marvin Farms, he was working for Boeing at the time. And I wanted to get, get out of California and see some new things, but I didn't want to go too far away from my family. My mother didn't fly at the time. She was driving everywhere. So I couldn't leave. I couldn't, I couldn't go too far. You know what I mean? So Right up there with my uncle, man, uh, Marvin, that, that was working for Boeing, like I said. And he's what I knew was a solid foundation and, and a great example of success and hard work. So, and I really, I listened to him growing up. He gave me a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding of life. So I felt real comfortable to be around him. And Seattle, when I went on my recruiting trip, oh man, hands down, I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Okay. So yeah. when when you were new on campus, who was who was some of the veterans that put their arm around a young Jeremiah Parms? <laughs> yeah, really? The veterans that put their arm around me was like uh the big boss of the team at the time, Olin Fruit. <laughs> yes, Olin Fruit. Um Tony Parrish, man, you know, he was he was the quarterback of the defense. So I'm a, I'm a knowledgeable guy and I always love loving raising my knowledge out there on the field. So I went to TP for a lot of things. And Jason Chorak, the hard work, dedication, and flat out on game day, <laughs> the, the psychological being of no matter who's out here, I am not going to be stopped. Oh, man. I ate that up when I seen that from Jason Torak. We just gonna go out here and just play harder than everybody. <laughs> you feel me? So I, I it was right up my alley. I loved it. 
<laughs> Salute, right? Let's yeah, get to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a meeting at the quarterback. You know, meeting and, at the quarterback. You know, one of the things that you know we're talking about today in sports is how much money these young athletes are able to obtain at a young age. I mean, you've got the kid Nico in Tennessee getting nine million. You you had the debacle at Florida State with the kid who ended up, you know, he had $13 million to go to Florida State. It didn't come to fruition. And then he ended up at Arizona State with absolutely zero dollars. Now, back in our day, we didn't have these NIL deals. And so, you know, there was kids doing different things to, to you know, to get money and to, to pay their bills and send money home and and do all do all of those things so can can you talk to me about the the situation that landed you in prison because so many huskies know you're their favorite dog and they kind of know the story but they don't know it so so first of all tell me about why was it at the time that athletes had to do extra things away from the field to earn money? Why was that? I mean, I mean, God bless the NIL. And I'm pretty sure when they adapted to that opportunity, I'm pretty sure there were less kids getting in trouble. I'm pretty sure there was a lot more families being taken care of in college. Which is which is a great thing, but you know when we was there, that seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, it wasn't really doing too much for us. You know what I mean? It couldn't barely pay rent, and it was set up to where, say, if we're teammates and okay, let's live with each other. You know what I mean? We we got two or three of us living in a house. We can all afford to pay two hundred and fifty dollars a month and split it up. You feel me? Then maybe we can make it. You know what I mean? But for a person like myself that had his own children and family and everything, and these family guys that have their own children that don't have no roommates with themselves, the 70, 750 really is not enough money. Yeah, no, it's not enough money. And, and it, you know, that, that very dilemma is the reason that they've changed these rules. And, you know, I know now that it's, you know, it's tough to, to make the right decision all the time as a young person with responsibilities. And you ended up getting- Champion, bring me a charger. You ended up getting drafted to the Cleveland Browns in the third round. But before you could go to that camp, you were picked up on a case. Can can you go back to that day and 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 tell me what that experience was like? Man, yeah, the charges in there. Let me see. So when I was when I was uh, I was riding. I was riding. I was in Sacramento. I was two days away from leaving for camp. And, you know, I had two more days till I got that signing bonus and my whole life changed, man. You feel I me? Mean? So 
I was working out, doing doing my little off season workouts, going to play hoop on the field and everything. And uh, they caught me. It's in the living room. They caught me, um, and they came and got me, man. And and man, reality is reality. And a lot of times we don't have time to worry about. Okay, if this happens, then we always say, if this happens, then I do this. If we hit this happens, then I do this. But in how real life though, when things happen, we got to react right now. We got to do it right now. It has to as has to be done right now. Life is changing right now as we speak. There is no time to think about it. Uh, so I took. I was taking a blow. I was taking a blow, and the blow. You feel me? The blow was tough, but I I, I was taking it, and that's just what it was. Yeah, you know, when when I was in school and you and I got really, really close and I would spend uh, after the games at your house, uh, your, 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 your beautiful family would cook that that post game gumbo for us, for, you know, whoever, <laughs> whoever walked through that. Yes, door. sir. God bless uh, Miles, man. God yeah. bless Miles. You remember she used to show up with the suitcase? Suitcase from sack full of crabs and, and meats. Man, <laughs> she had it. Man, she had it on lock, man. And I just, yeah. I just remember that that like when you when prior to you know you ultimately turning yourself in, you know you you went on the run for a little bit, and I can just tell you my emotions at that time was it was like I had lost a brother and, 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 and a father figure who was leading me. And before you turned yourself in, I was the, the last person that you went to go see, man. Can, can you tell me about what you remember about that day, man? Cause that was probably one of the more special days of my life. You coming to visit me before all of that. Yeah, man, because, uh, Sometimes, you know what I mean, a lot of times, no matter what's going on, and that's the difference between, I tell people about a good person, a bad person, somebody that's ready to change or ready to learn or seeing things in a better manner. But uh, uh, you know you know how it is. You know how I felt about you as my little brother, man. And you know all the knowledge and the way that I was steering you to do right and go right and go to the league and everything. But like our mama say, yeah, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> but uh, a, a lot of a lot of those things, man. And so when I was on my way up there, I wanted to make sure that I wanted to just leave a word with you and a fire. You feel me? And sometimes a fire for me being captain of the defense my whole entire life. Yeah. It, it's it, yeah, and that's the reason why I never wear wore no bison. I never wore no visor because I needed to look at my look at my men in the huddle, man. You feel me? So, so that's the reason why I had to come see you that last day because uh, I want to look you in the eyes. I want to look at you in the eyes, and I know that you felt pain, and I know as as a lot of those did that loved me during that time. You feel me? I know that you felt pain and sorrow and everything, and I just want to let you know that everything was good. And no matter what, like I say to this day, out of everything that I learned, if you are in ever, if you are ever in any kind of darkness, you must keep going. You hear me? You must keep going. And you must keep going like I'm telling these kids 
That's why my thing is called hammers. In football and in life, you are either the hammer. And no matter what, if you ever any kind of darkness, you must keep going. And the only thing that matters is how much you believe in yourself. You know what I mean? But, but that that right there is what I felt when you came to visit me that day because, you know, you're worried about your, your brother who's going into, you know, a, a gladiator camp with a lot of a lot of hardened criminals and, and the JP that I know, you know, ain't going for no play play, you know? So, so I knew that love peace of all the blessings. If, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't go into that place with the right mindset, it was going to be bad, like off top bad. And so for me to know that, you were going in there with the at least the right mindset, right? Like you, you, you weren't, you know, you weren't flustered. It, it was like your time, that 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 brief moment that you went away, you 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 got all of your affairs in order. And when when I saw you that last time, I felt like, you know, you were ready to accept what was gonna happen, but you you had a plan, and and I know, you know, you did like a training camp in there and you and you came out mind body and soul and you just so happened to come out right when I was going to the draft man dog I remember I heard you was out and there was only one person in the whole city who had your number and uh <laughs> we had we came I came to see you man and 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 that reunited moment P that that was probably one of the most special moments of my life was was seeing you come out the other end as a better person. Hey man, hey man, <laughs> that story was years ago, and I done found a way to tell that story every month to one person at least every month for every month that the past since that day happened, man. And you, man, I'm not gonna say you amazed me that day because you was my brother. But what it did for me is it revamps me, man, like a mug. Like, man, that's what brotherhood is about. That's what love is about. That's what respect is about. Because I wasn't, I was at the halfway house. And I wasn't even supposed to have no visits. And then you knocked on the door. And it was like, no visits. So you knocked on the door. Like, I need to see Jeremiah Forbes. <laughs> and the brother that was at the front gate. You feel me? And they said, hey, man. Hey, Johnson is outside demanding to see you, man. And I'm telling him there's no business right now, but he's not listening. I said, man, let him in, man. You feel me? <laughs> hey, and I just want to say, man, you feel me? You was a solid good dude and deserved everything and all the accolades that you done got and what you're going to get even further when moving forward because you was a solid good dude. A lot of people don't know that. And I'm going to put it out there, man. You came in there. And you got brought me trash bags full of clothing, and I didn't have nothing. You brought me, brought me trash bags full of clothing. You brought me, brought me shoes, gang of pairs of shoes. You feel me? And uh, also, as soon as I released the $10,000 and I bought my car to drive back to California, I said, I have a kid's pipe. He gave me ten thousand. I went and bought me a bourbon. You feel me? With hella seats, and drove back to Sacramento. You feel me? So salute and blessings to that. You feel me? 
and 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 you honorable, you honorable, and that's why it's an honor for me to be sitting here with you doing this podcast, man. Because I love what you're doing; it's respectable, man. Straight up, I, you know, like always, you know, I've had my adversity, and I've been able to come out on the other end, and and I believe um, that there's so much growth, you know, in in adversity, and it's unfortunate that we have to go through it, but I know how much I've learned. I've, I've seen how much you've learned and it doesn't erase the fact that you are a Husky legend. You are a Rose Bowl champion, a starter God bless. and God bless. captain. And, and, and one day uh, I think the university of Washington is gonna put all the BS aside and celebrate Rick Neuheisel and that 2000, 2001 Rose Bowl. So, yeah, man, that is the best players coach I ever been around. Straight up, man. Dude Rick is a good dude. He's a friend of the show. So, that, man, that's a little bit. Oh, everything. He's the best players coach out there, period. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Well, that, you don't get no realer than, than the story of me and JP's friendship. So, uh, that is tackling something real. And now to tackle something controversial, JP, um, part of your Hammer Sports program is mentoring. And right now, you know, I've spent two shows talking about this Ja Morant kid. Uh, it, it, it almost seems like every week of my show, something else comes out about Ja Morant. He was caught with guns. He was fighting. He was doing that. And and I saw Steven Jackson of the NBA and Matt Barnes, they did something like an open letter to Ja Morant. So I want to give you and Hammer the opportunity. If you could talk to Ja in an open letter, what would you say to Ja Morant? Okay. First of all, I would like to say salute to you, young brother. You feel me? Get at me, too. I'm at Hammer Sports, man, because we need to talk straight up. And I got you. But uh, understand, young brother, that you are a king. And you know that you are special. And you know that you are a little more wired than everybody else. But that's why you can cross over everybody else and take off like a monster. You feel me? Because psychologically, you're on a different level than everybody. But being special, that's called being special. But being special, we have to be careful. We have to be careful on the direction of what we point our special, our specialness to because you know that you are different. You know that you are a leader. And I'm pretty sure the pressure's on you. You take care of everybody that you know. You feel me? But as far as the guns go, Leave them at home, homeboy. Take care of your family and leave them at home because when the body gets mad and if a, if a man hasn't experienced the best teacher, that's why nowadays we can consider ourselves geniuses now. You know what I mean? Experience is the best teacher. But I've experienced it, young brother. And what I don't want, what I don't want is what you to see what the other side of the fence is. 
And that's why, that's the blessing. That's the reason why I'm on the show now today. And that's the reason why there is a Hammer Sports is to make sure none of the young brothers have to go see and experience what I had to go experience. Because you don't get, just like you don't get treated fairly when you do something you all over the news, you don't get treated fairly when you go to the other side also. You get tested by everybody. And yeah, you're going to always stand up to your test. You're going to always stand up to your test. You're going to always back down. That's the reason why you're one of the leaders in the NBA, because of those particular reasons. But we have to understand, because I've seen the other side, bro, and the 18-year-olds, when I be leaving and transferring to a different prison, and the eight, because all I ever been was captain of the defense. And when I went there, I was captain of defense because I love my brothers and I love the good people, man. That's that's no matter where we are, I find good people and, and I connect with them. So young brother, connect with me, man. And you don't want to be like, I'm telling you, the 18 year olds that I look at and they say, oh, big homie, I'll never see you again. But they have life in prison. They have life in prison because pulling a gun went too far. You feel me? And everybody that I know that used that gun, I talked to them and they're never coming home again. All of them wish they didn't do it. All of them wish it didn't happen. And all of them wish that they could have a way to tell the young brothers not to end up like, like, like they ended up. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you. And not only just him, I want to talk to his homeboys. Because the, his homeboys, the one that reaped the benefits of their homeboys' hard work, you feel me? And all the glamour and the glory and the glitz, it's y'all job to help him. It's y'all job to protect him. It's y'all job to take care of him. There's no way that he should have no gun. There's no way that he should be involved in any negative bull. You feel me? You use the brother not only for his money, but you use the brother to elevate yourself. And you elevate each other. Steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron, but you have to do something to make sure that the brothers is all safe, period. So, so stay safe, my bro. Stay safe, bro. Straight up. That was so perfect from the owner of Hammer Sports. Uh, collectively, as elder statesmen getting up there in the sports world, you know, I'm looking back for that Tank Johnson, that, you know, Ja Morant. And, and you know, when I was going through my adversity in, in the league, um, it, what's crazy is I really didn't pay attention to the media as I was going through my arrest and going to jail and all of that. But I know that if another athlete, an elder athlete, you know, like, Gary Sheffield, Gary Sheffield reached out to me in Seattle and became like a mentor to me. And I became accountable, you know, just just because I didn't want to let him down. So I know that Stephen Jackson, uh, Matt Barnes, Tank Johnson, Jeremiah Farms, that message is going to get to John Morant. This is a new day. And yeah, I, I, I yeah. hope that he takes heed and understands that everybody who's trying to give him words, don't listen to what they, you know, how they say it, listen to what they say. Cause sometimes, you know, these young kids, they get turned off 
if you if you you know come at them direct. Yeah. You, know, you gotta yeah you gotta, <laughs> you gotta hit them. You got you got spoon feed. You got spoon feed it to them. You gotta be careful, man. You gotta spoon feed it to them. All right, young brother. You know what I mean? So Marat, young brother, man, holla at holla at Hammer Sports. Cause we here for you. Because let me tell you, man, no matter how big and bad we think we are, man, I know that big and bad myself, they done tested the flexibility in my shoulders so cold. And I know what it's like to be involved in a cell by yourself, man. You feel me? And I remember the day that I was hog tied in a cell by myself and I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> you feel me? And I told myself, you know what? <laughs> this, this is it. You know what I mean? Because there's no way in hell I can have myself in a situation like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can't even use the bathroom and I want to. You know what I mean? So, so brother, you feel know I me? Mean? Miranda, holler at me. You feel know I me? Mean? Yeah, man. And not only you you get right, but how you want to get right is by helping other brothers. And Hammer Sports, we're going to make sure that none of, none of us don't lose. Don't don't lose. This is our way to get to not right. lose, right? <laughs> well, uh, I have now dedicated two controversial segments to Ja, so I really hope he hears this and takes heat. <laughs> so, JP, we're going to get you out of here on a rapid fire. Do you remember your best football game at any level? Tell me what that game was. Uh, my best football game is crazy. You asked me that, but that best football game that I remember, I don't even remember any of the individual plays of this game, but I remember Miami when we were sitting in that room and Miami came to our unit, came to University of Washington, and Rick Hillside was doing his pregame speech, and all you heard was, Oh, 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 come out of there, come out of there, Husky dog. Oh, oh. They was kicking on our door. Ooh. They was kicking our. They was kicking on our door, telling us come up out of there as they was passing us in the huddle. Oh man, I remember. I think it was Sam Blanche that stood up and said, "F Miami, man!" And we went crazy in the disrespect. We was kicking the doors, rushing up out of there, and we rushed up out of that tunnel and we jumped up on them twenty-one nothing and never looked back. But we didn't care who was out there. The disrespect, oh man, they had they had a they had a chance until they did that. But we tapped that ass that day. Yes, sir. Who is the best college football player you've ever played against? Okay. For one, I just I got the, the best college player you feel me that I played against was Ryan Leaf. You know I mean? The boy was out there calling his own plays. You feel me? And if he didn't cover the A-gap stuff, he was just going to just take four yards real quick and dive forward for four yards. You feel me? <laughs> but the best, the best, the best game, yeah, that was the best quarterback was, uh, best player was, was Ryan Lee. But I have to say this, that in the Rose Bowl, and I never heard this before, before the Rose Bowl, I was chasing the out pattern, and I was like, what the, what the fuck? Man, Drew Brees' ball the spiral was so tight, so hard that the ball was whistling. I swear to God, that ball was, yeah, the ball was whistling. It went by my head. I was going out to the outfitter, and they did a couple of times. I didn't really recognize it until the second, third time. And I came back to the huddle. 
<laughs> I came back to the huddle and said, hey, y'all, we got to get there, man. This fucking ball is whistling. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah, so he wasn't playing out there, man. You feel me? So it's real. Okay, yeah. so who's your favorite coach of all time? My favorite coach of all time is Coach Hart. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I should have listened to him a whole, a whole lot more because he told me earlier in his career, earlier in my career, JP, in order to get yourself out of hole, you got to stop digging. <laughs> and and that's, that's crazy you said that because my next question was, what was his favorite advice? And in order to sell, in order to get yourself out of a hole, you got to stop digging. <laughs> you got to stop Farms, digging. Jeremiah Farms, you have came, you have saw, and you have tackled a new kingdom. Thank you for being a guest on my show.